This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Howie Nestel. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about cutting ties with a franchise and going out on your own. In studio with us today is Leah Flores, the owner of Lati Da. Leah, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. Thrilled to be here. Always a pleasure. You were a, one of our sponsors at our most recent event. We'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, glad to have you there and uh, check out your tea. I'm your host, Mark Eminger, the owner of Kruka's Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States. And my name is Howie Nestel. I own Sharkmatic Advertising. And I was a coffee person for a long time up until I had your tea. And so not only did you support the Let's Talk Business podcast mixer, but you were also at Gotcha Covered, which is a collection drive I've been doing now for the homeless for 27 years. So thank you. It's great to have you here in the studio. Oh, thank you, Howie. Yeah, Lee is definitely a person that gives back to the community. So it's, it's our pleasure to have you back. A quick reminder for our followers, uh, you can check out our latest podcast and catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. So, Howie, we had a pod, or our podcast mixer, the inaugural one. We did pretty well on that. We sold 179 tickets. Um, we had 150 people actually show up to the event, which is always a hurdle, too, right? Because people buy tickets, and we've been selling them for, I don't know, a couple months or whatever. Um, and we raised $1,790 for CRIT, which is 100% of the ticket sales at $10 a pop. That's going to be going over to support the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, Teleton USA, which I know is near and dear to your heart. It, it is. And you said we did pretty good. I would say we did great, especially because when we pre-planned this inaugural mixer, we said, let's limit it to 100 people. Why 100? Because we've been to other mixers where there's 50 to 75 people in attendance. So we said, look, if we can get 100 entrepreneurs, especially if we're going to be charging them $10, even though we're donating the money, they still have to put out 10 bucks to show up. And then for us to have sold 179 tickets is, I think, pretty great. And it shows that, one, the Let's Talk Business podcast has reach and influence. And two, we're connecting with the right entrepreneurs who have a giving heart. In other words, they don't mind kicking in $10 when it's going to benefit a nonprofit. And not to mention the, how we paid for the podcast was through sponsors who actually put up money and or uh, services. So I thought it was a phenomenal event. And from talking to about a dozen or so guests, they said they connected with people that they're actually going to do business with, which is really the ultimate goal. Yeah, and I'm still getting text messages from people saying they had a great time, they made great connections, and it's worth their time because the $10 isn't really a thing, but their time. It's coming out and spending two hours plus drive time, you know, to come hang out with us. And I was there till 930. Well, I was going to say, you said two hours, but I was there till after nine, and there were people that, that stayed there well after the 730 end mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you left before I'd have, like, where'd Howie go? No, Howie left. Well, that's like, because we were going to have an after party, <laughs> yeah. and then the guy who was going to have the after party, then he said that he had to go out of town the next day, and so we ended up canceling the after party or postponing it. Till the next mixer. How so you were not only co-host and participating, but in the planning of it, but also you were a sponsor. Um, so do you feel like you got your value back being a, an actual sponsor of the event? As I, well? I really feel like I did. And I like to sponsor things, especially that have a philanthropic angle to them. And so for me, being a sponsor 
of the mixer because money was going to a charity. And it doesn't have to be one near and dear to my heart like Crit, and I know we're going to move it around and change to other nonprofits. Crit happens to be one I've been involved with for more than two years because working with children with disabilities is like one of my real soft spots. So, But I tend to support those endeavors that support nonprofits. And so for that reason, it was super valuable. Now, I will tell you that in addition to that, I got five meetings out of it. Now, I don't know what they'll turn into, but these are people that I didn't know existed, that I connected with, that I talked to that night, that want to follow up. So win-win. Yeah, and if they're smart, you know, if they need web SEO type stuff, I mean, Sharkmatic is, is like, you almost... It's almost silly not to pick you because the value's definitely there. And then, of course, the connections. What do you call it? Influence peddling? Influence peddling. That you do as well. Well, yeah, but I don't put that on the website. I put web design, SEO, graphic design, and influence. Yeah. Not influence peddling. But All right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> call it for what it is, Howie. Come on. I love it. Okay, so um, uh, Leah, so... Um, I, I've been following your journey since, uh, you know, for probably, what, six months or so now? At least. It, time goes by really, really quick. It sure does. You had a franchise that you, uh, you know, super excited about. I know you love the product and the, you know, the service and, and all of that with respect to it. And, of course, there's a lot of advantages to that. But then you've gotten out of the franchise world and into your own. So I really want to explore what was like the the big thing that made you decide, you know what, I need to pull away from the franchise and move into my own realm. Right. Well, you know, there was a lot of negotiating back and forth, um, trying to make it work, of course, because the idea of going off on my own really never occurred to me until it was the only answer. So we had um, a lot of issues with advertising, basically, marketing, you know, how you'll know how important that is. Um, a lot of the stores for my... Pre- for the previous um, franchise are in small towns. So they do a lot of just word of mouth, basically. Super successful, only game in town. Everybody loves them. It's a great product. So, you know, of course, it's, it just flies off the, off the shelves. So that was not happening in, um, in my situation. And so I reached out. I tried to talk about the fact that, you know, we've got, I'm surrounded by about, two million people within 10 miles, you know, and, uh, and I need to be able to get the word out to them. So we couldn't come to an agreement on how to make that happen. So they were gracious enough to say, hey, if you need all this and you don't think we can, we can work together, then, you know, we'll, uh, we'll let you on your, on, go on your own. So that was, that was huge. Yeah. Was it scary? Uh, no, the whole time I was just so frustrated with, with the limitations that I had that I just, all I could see was that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's like, I, cause I could, I knew in my mind, I was like, I, there's no way this is going to work if I can't convince, um, you know, to make some changes. So, you know, no, I wasn't scared at all. I was scared they weren't going to let me or wouldn't let me, but it was yeah, kind of. You don't want to have to learn the hard lessons the hard way, but after you do. You could look at the benefits, right? But right. it's tough going through it. You know, the school of hard knocks is not easy, Mm-mm. but it's usually pretty beneficial. So you you now have a distinct advantage as a solo entrepreneur to have been in a franchise scenario and now in an independent scenario and be able to compare and contrast both, use and take the best of each 
and apply them moving forward. And it's going to be a continuous learning process, but now you at least have both of those sides. It's, it's what I say in marketing and with other people. You know, I, I worked for corporate. I've worked for a big ad agency, and then I've been, you know, self-employed, or as I like to joke around, self-unemployed. <laughs> and, and, and I get to balance that, that knowledge and apply it to current clients. So uh, moving forward, that should make things easier. Doesn't make the, the, how you, the path to get there easy, but right. it was It was a little bit frustrating, you know, along the way, but um, I always think it's like, hey, I never could have gotten the, lo- the fabulous location that I have I couldn't have gotten that on my own. If I wasn't with a franchise and I just walked in, hey, I'm a retired teacher, got this great idea, <laughs> you know, I don't think I would have gotten that lease. Yeah, and how, so, do the, how, how do the landlords feel now that you got, you know, the name <clears throat> change and all this other stuff? Do they see that now you have a better opportunity to succeed? And They're probably pretty worried, Okay. <laughs> to be honest. I, I mean, I haven't really been able to prove myself quite yet, but um, I, think, I think I'm going to be able to, and hopefully it's going to be a pleasant surprise for everyone. Um, including me, <laughs> but, um, but there's, you know, there's a lot to be done and, um, it's definitely fun challenges and I've really been able to utilize some of the skills I didn't even know I had, um, to, you know, do some design work because at this point, um, I, I can't really go out and hire anyone to do much of anything at this point. So I'm designing my logos. I'm designing my, my brand. I'm designing my new tin covers, the, you know, everything that goes into, you know, having a brand and getting it out there, I'm doing myself. So that's been super fun. Thank God for Canva. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How about product development? Are you producing any new products? Oh, my gosh. We've had so much fun. So, you know, the, the old model was that there was a theme basically every month um, for, for drinks. And so we are going to continue to do that. We call ourselves a craft beverage store. So we have um, every month new themes. Uh, of course, this month was uh, New Year's, and we had some, oh, my gosh, I was so proud of our drinks. And they've gotten really good feedback. I'll just tell you about one. Okay. One's called Champagne Toast. It is a mixture of a jasmine tea and a peach white tea. So good. And then we put some freeze-dried strawberries in there and topped it off with a vanilla cold foam. You're not going to find a drink like that anywhere in the world because it is completely original and unique and completely fresh. So it's going to taste like nothing else you order at any kind of of a commercial place. It's really, really, really high quality. Great. Any unexpected pain points leaving a franchise? Uh, the the emotional stress was just such a relief. I mean, even though I'm busy and I'm a little bit worried about a few things and I'm a little bit overwhelmed, um, you know, when you're having to deal with something that's out of your control and you keep... You're working really, really hard, but you just keep hearing no, 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 and you can see the writing on the wall. That's that's a terrible place to be. So I can't really think of any pain points <laughs> right now. You, you actually got rid of the biggest pain <laughs> point, Yeah, I right? really did because it was very, very stressful, and I tried different tactics, tried different ways to present my ideas and my concerns, and, you know, my entire life is writing on this, my kids' future, my you know, my little nest egg that I got as a teacher. Um, and I couldn't convince um, the people that I needed to convince that that was, you know, on the line. So it was it was really not, not a fun uh, spot to be in. So now that we're on our own, we feel like we have control over our own destiny. 
So both my son-in-law, who's my manager, we are both pretty excited. He's done a great job. We've got like seven new drinks already for Valentine's Day, ready to go. We're super excited about it. Um, we've also been able to order biodegradable plastic cups that I'm really excited about because I'm really big on the environment. So um, anything I can do to help relieve uh, any kind of waste or environmental impact, I'm really excited about. So we do have those biodegradable plastic cups coming on board and just a lot of fun changes like that. That we well, Let's talk about marketing, though, because that's the thing. Yep. You yep. have to get the job of the, the most important job of the entrepreneur is to make sure that their service, their product, whatever, gets in front of as many people. Howie may disagree, but this is my thought anyway. Get in front of as many people as possible on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. what are you doing there with respect to marketing now that maybe is different because the franchise is out of the way? Well, um, I have recently started working with this online group called, um, they are called RFA, Rich From Anywhere. And I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them or not. They're not Texas-based. But the reason I chose to work with them, I just saw a thing on, you know, good old, what is it, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they literally train me as a person, as an owner, how to do the things that I know I need to do, but I just have no idea where to begin. So this company, group, whatever you want to call them, they um, actually teach you about SEOs. They teach you about pixels. They teach you about like just the deep down nitty gritty of um, marketing that I need to understand and I need to know because I've just been throwing spaghetti at the proverbial wall for the last six months, you know. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm hoping that I gain the skills that I need, but I know I'm going to need some help. So I'm really excited about the possibility of getting some, you know, virtual assistance perhaps and maybe eventually being able to afford actual marketing professionals. But for now, uh, since I'm just dwindling down to the very last of my of my resources, I'm I'm really excited about using this company and trying to finally understand all the things I need to understand to to get the word out, to be consistent, to do things that are proven to work. Um, So the very first thing I did was I set out a a contest for free tea for a year, which is going to run through um, through next week. I'm going to be announcing the winner on February 1st. So if anybody wants to, um, you know, hop onto that bandwagon you can sign up, and um, we'll be sending out four surprise ounces of loose leaf tea every month for a year, which will be super enjoyable. And so that's been a really great way for me to not only offer something fun, but to then see, okay, who is interested in this wonderful world of loose leaf tea? Who who do I actually need to talk to, to that's going to care and that's going to enjoy and that's going to benefit from what I have to offer. Well, and turning <clears throat> those people that are applying for that, right, or trying to get that that contest, one, turning that into marketable people, right? Exactly. So, Howie, this is really your world <clears throat> there. So marketing, you, one thing that you didn't say, though, was networking. And I see networking is, is super critical to, because it's that belly, it, belly-to-belly relationship and San Antonio is very much that way. But what are your thoughts there, Howie? You, this is kind of your area of expertise. All right. So this is going to be a three-hour show. Okay. Okay. 
In 20 minutes. In 20 minutes or less. So I like campaigns where you give things out. So Washtub is one of our clients and we'll give away free car washes. But the, the barrier to entry or your cost of entry is really to go like and follow on social media. Fewer and fewer people want to give up their email address or name, their phone number and that kind of stuff. They do give that. But if you're mailing something out, you're better off having winners come in and pick things up in the store. Because for a retail establishment, networking and marketing has to be geolocated. If you're a wash tub and you have 27 locations, you have the whole city covered. That's no problem, you market anywhere. But I would network and market like crazy in a one to two mile circumference from your store and not worry about anything else for the moment until you dominate that space. And if not, you have a lot of wasted reach because you, by, by what you said, you have limited funds. And so if you're trying to throw spaghetti at a wall, shotgun approach, and try to hit a lot of different things too far away, you're going to really waste that ammunition. So you have to be much more targeted in that area. There are strategic alliances you can form with businesses in that area, but it's going to be a give and take. You have to figure out what it is they want, what kind of customers they want, and could you deliver those customers to them, meaning people who come in to get tea or other craft beverages from you, and then somehow promote the other business so that they can also promote your business. And it's, not more, it's more than just putting their business cards by your register and back and forth. That's old school. That doesn't really work anymore. Um, <clears throat> I will fundamentally disagree with you on learning all the aspects of marketing for this very reason. And I speak to you from experience. I've been a partner in 25 businesses. I was an expert in 17 of them. 17 of those are now closed. The ones that I can't do the work, for example, like my ad agency, I can't do SEO. I couldn't design a website or a logo to save my life. I can't do web listings. I can't do 301 redirects. There's a whole bunch of things I don't understand. You know what I understand is that clients come to me because they want more business. And then I have a team of people who can create the marketing channels to bring them more prospects, more clients, more of the right audience, the correct tailored message, the right videos, et cetera. I can't shoot a video, I can't edit a video. And so because I can't do any of those things is why my ad agency is so successful. Because I know if I, were, if I was good at any one of those things and I was sitting there spending all my time doing that, I wouldn't be out networking and doing the things that I know are helping my company grow. Which is where I was saying, that's where you excel because you are so personable and you're such a giver, you've got a great heart, great personality, that when you're finding yourself in front of people on a regular basis and making those connections, the trick from that then, or I say trick, but the, I guess the, the work from that is then making sure that, that is, there's an ROI there somewhere for you in the time that you're spending doing these networking type situations. Yeah, I agree. Once the owner is out and about, and people connect with you, then they want to follow Leah and they want to come and see you and they want to have your drinks. But if you create things in the store, biodegradable plastic cups, great new drinks, cold cream, this, that, and the other, it's almost like preaching to the choir because these are people that are already coming in. 
But that's not what's drawing people. What's going to draw them can be you, and it's going to be external marketing that's going to bring them closer. But as much as I like you and as much as I like your tea, I live inside Loop 410. So for me to want a tea and to go on 410 to 281 to 1604 <laughs> to exit Stone Oak, you know what I mean? Go across the closed roads and the, the shut down right. highway. Yeah. <laughs> but if I lived right there off of Hebner, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to swing by on my way home. Right. You know, or in the morning. So what are your thoughts on what he's talking about, like focusing in on an area where you already headed in that direction? Or is what are your thoughts there? Well, yeah. And of course, I, I will say that that I didn't say networking right away because this other thing is kind of what I'm working on like right now and it's brand new to me. But networking has definitely been the life's blood of the entire thing since I started this. So that's like a given and I'm doing it every day. I went, you know, I, I go to several events a week. I'm hoping to become a, a location for networking events, like just, hey, come to Latida and let's network. And I have an idea to do tea tastings so that every time we serve a new tea, everybody gets to move to a new table and meet new people. So we have some have some really fun plans coming up that I think will hit some of those local people and yeah. get people in who are in the area. Um, and but, think about getting people to come there yes. instead of mailing. Have a tea club for sure where you mail it off, but that's for the people who pay for it. Right. Everybody else who wins anything, tastes anything, wants to do a live interview broadcast, do it from right here. Right. Sit right there. We'll set you up. That way you have more people through your doors. Right. Yeah, that's what I need for sure. Door because, swings. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I, I'm struggling with for sure is that, you know, so many positive responses. People love it. They enjoy it, but still not... And of course, January, you know, January is January, but at the same time, you know, we, we just need to get the word out because once people come in, they love it, they enjoy it, um, and then I can do more of the giving back. One of the things I want to do that kind of points to what Howie's talking about is um, I want to do a, a teacher of the month. So uh, for elementary, middle school, and high school to have uh, the people in the community nominate their favorite teachers, tell us why they love them. We can do a shout out, um, let the campuses get some get some attention, and then uh, of course treat the faculty to um, a really fun um, reward or treat afterwards with get some free tea, some gift. Where they cards. come to the to La Tida, mm -hmm. right, to actually yeah. celebrate that, That's and right. then of course you capture all that on social yeah. media. I, I would even I would even forget free teas. I would charge and then donate something to the teacher uh, art fund or whatever it is for the classrooms. Oh, that's you know, a great from idea. The proceeds, yeah, because if not, you're you're conditioning people to get free stuff, right? You know, I don't mind free at the Let's Talk Business podcast mixer. I don't mind free at Gotcha Covered. Right. But if they're coming there, you want to condition or train the consumer to open their wallet and pay mm -hmm. if they're there, and then ten percent, twenty percent goes to the teachers. Uh, art fund, the teachers, instrument fund, the teachers, whatever. And definitely, you know, uh, showcase the teachers. Absolutely. Yeah, we've done a lot of give backs already, and I'm looking forward to doing more. Um, we did a fun one with the, with the uh, Reagan Environmental Club um, and the Churchill Band and the Churchill, Re I mean, the Reagan um, Band. So those are really great. I love doing stuff like that. So if anybody's listening, needs to do a give back. Um, please reach out and let me know because it's a lot of fun. So what are you scared of 
now that you're you're on your own, <laughs> you're doing this. I know there's a lot of excitement, enthusiasm, and there's a lot of work and hustle. But what scares you about this new part that you're doing? Well, you know, um, the social media thing is is great, and I had gotten up to two thousand followers on my previous um, Instagram, and the new ones around, I think, almost seven hundred now. So it's it's growing. Um, I'm I see a disconnect between activity on social media and activity in the store. So that's my biggest concern because it's like, you know, you put all this work into reels and getting the word out and doing all this stuff, but then the, the, you, don't, you don't see any, any door swings. <laughs> so that's my biggest concern is that um, I'm not going to be able to crack the code on getting people okay. in the door. So don't try and crack the code. You need to find somebody who can help. Right, but doesn't charge you a whopper right. of a of a fee. Right, right, right. Um, so, did you meet Genevieve Sims? Oh yeah. She? Mm-hmm. Okay, so please, do you have her contact information? Yeah, I think I do. Please reach out to her, schedule a coffee, invite her to your place. Right. She's got that branding down well. She has grown. When I first started following her, which is less than six months ago, she was about twenty five hundred. She, the next time I checked, she was at. Over 5,000, and that was like a couple weeks. And then she was at 10,000. Wow. And then she was at 10,200. And then a couple days later, 10,600. My gosh. You talk about cracking code, don't try and learn that, right? Talk to somebody who's doing it. Who knows it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And seriously, have a sit down. And it may not be a hire her situation. It might be just maybe there's some pieces like Howie was just giving you some nuggets of information there. That could be a total like save you money and help you make money right, kind of situation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So at least have the talk. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if you're feeling that that disconnect and you're busy doing the things you need to be doing, please don't try and learn a whole new industry right, of something. Right. It's going to really derail what you're trying to do. Yeah. We <clears throat> the Let's Talk Business podcast has a YouTube channel with now close to 19,000 subscribers. But I can tell you that of 19,000 subscribers, the people who are interacting and connecting and showing up to our stuff and doing business with each other are people that we've had some kind of personal interaction with. Now, that's not to say that some of these organically, uh, uh, organic views of people in San Antonio that saw us didn't connect through that, but it's certainly not the bulk majority. Um, so... Social media, like billboards, like video, are all support mediums for each other. And one of them doesn't stand alone. There are outliers. Uh, there was a TikTok or a, or, a, or a reel that somebody put up with that Stanley mug where they had the car fire and then the car burned. And then the drink still had ice in it, and the drink was cold. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I never heard it. that, but that is amazing. Yeah. So so the Stanley mug went crazy. went crazy, and people were bidding it up to $300, $400 to buy it. It's no different than this, but with a handle, okay? <laughs> and so the Stanley company bought the lady a car because, <laughs> you know, thanks, awesome. thanks to her, they sold, you know, millions of mugs. The guy with the ocean spray 
was drinking the ocean oh, yeah. spray, uh-huh. riding his skateboard to work. Did you see that one? I remember Look that. it up, ocean spray, viral skateboard video. Anyway, so this guy in California, he's going to work and he's humming the tune to, or singing the tune to a, to a Fleetwood Mac song on his skateboard, drinking from a bottle of ocean spray cranberry, okay? Went viral company, the sales went like ballistic. They come to find out that the reason why he would ride a skateboard to work was because his truck broke down. He didn't have to. So they bought him a brand new pickup truck with a bed full of ocean spray, you know? (laughs) So those are the outliers. Right, right. But like Mark says, there is no code to crack, but it is a support medium. You do it. You do it consistently. You tweak the message. You see what the interactions are, but you do other forms of marketing plus networking plus product development, and then all that stuff starts to work in unison. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh yeah, of course I've heard of La I had their tea, da, da, da. And I, they start to connect the dots. And it's only until a consumer gets touched with a message seven to 10 times that they think they saw it once. Right. And then they might react or respond to it. But before you, if I'm not a tea drinker and I just heard tea, 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 I'm not gonna go. Now I hear craft beverage, I'm all in. Because <laughs> I'm, cons- I'm, I'm, now I'm curious and the way you describe that. And then if you bring in coffees or some select thing or whatever, and who knows, maybe at some point you get your liquor license and maybe it's, uh, <laughs> you know, start adding. Who knows? Yeah, that's to- a, that's so a- let's talk about your, your craft, crafting, craft beverages, beverages that you're going to be creating and stuff like okay. that. So what are some of the ones you've developed? Give us like, you know, maybe two uh, that you're doing and give us some insight into what you're going to be doing more of there. Okay, so one of our one of the drinks we're really proud of too along with that champagne toast is called the Black Eyed Teas because we did all these fun like puns. We love puns. So we got the hashtag goals, Black Eyed Teas, we've got uh, uh, the resolution and the Black Eyed Teas is cool because it's an oolong tea which is super healthy and that's really my bottom line on this is to get people healthy. Um, and we're mixing that with a little espresso, some coconut, and it's a frappe, so it's going to be like an icy, and you're going to have whipped cream on top. Super healthy. <laughs> but again, the basis of it is mostly tea, which is organic and which is not high in calories. So it's definitely different than the usual kind of frappe you're going to have at most places. Next month, um, similarly, we have a taro frappe with some lavender tea, and we're going to have some tapioca boba in that and mint. And that one's going to be called Engage Mint with an I. Engagement. <laughs> Engagement. Engagement. I love it. we got a drink called Pucker Up. We've got a drink called Date Night. Ooh, look out. <laughs> Date Night. Good. We've got a drink called um, Pretty in Pink. Guess what that's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pink drink. Yeah. And uh, we, it's just really, really, really fun. And our ki- the kids who work for me have been awesome. We come out with... All kinds of fun ideas. We had oh this this month for the new year we had apple turnover a new leaf, so that was a fun pun. So yeah, we have a lot of fun, and all the toppers that go on the drinks are are so much fun too. So uh, we have like sparkly little stuff and gummies, and on my apple turnover I put a giant uh, uh, dried apple that you can munch on, which is super yummy. I think that's one of the best snacks. <laughs> So, yeah, lots of fun development. Um, Bun Tees, uh, David Nolan with Bun Tees is um, allowing us to 
sell his uh, beautiful cookies on the north on the northeast side. He's he's got his shop down on Shanefield, but uh, we're also selling Bunty's cookies down in um, Stone Oak. So we're thrilled to have him. And of course, Old World Bakery has been with me since day one. Uh, he's amazing. Beautiful sandwiches, pastries. I'm hoping to partner with um, even more artists. I've got quite a few artists and craftsmen in the store now with candles, with jewelry, um, several uh, earrings, things like that. So I'm trying to bring in some local art and do some um, some promoting of our local uh, vendors and artisans that here in San Antonio. Cool. And you guys do not have a drive-through, though, right? We do not have a drive-through. Um, we are partnering now with Uber Eats and DoorDash. I have a website up and running, and we also have a curbside pickup. So you can order online, pay online. As soon as you get there, we bring it out to you so you don't have to, um, you know, wait in a drive-through line, which is sometimes worse than than having to come in and you can also you know if you have little kids in the car you can't you can't get out we'll take it right out to you no worries is that um, still a thing though i like i know the target still has them and then you just text and best buy but i don't well, see cars parked there i'm not saying i park there and run in real quick but well, I know they're H-E-B, there and then they leave. H-E-B's curbside is going yeah. strong for right. sure. <laughs> that's why I didn't mention H-E-B's because I know theirs works. <laughs> right. And but that's a little different because you're getting, you know, 30, 40 yeah. pounds worth right. of groceries right. that might have taken you an hour to go and get that cost $300. But, you know, if you're getting a tea, do you, are people still pulling up and parking and, you know, text when you arrive and right. that kind Well, of stuff. here's the thing. You know, we did not have a website. That was one of the biggest issues. I, did, okay. I was not able or allowed to have a website. So nobody wants to call now, you know, hassle through an order, figure mm-hmm. out what you want, what you don't want. I mean, yeah, if you can't do it online or you can't do it on an app, you don't want to do it. So now that we have everything on the app and online, people are much more likely to actually place an order. I do find, though, since the store is kind of fun, that most people do just want to come in. You know, they like to come in. We like we know everybody's name for the most part. It's um, it's really friendly. People love to hang out. Um, we always joke around with everybody, and we know, you know, who likes what. So, you know, I think a lot of people just like to come in. But I do have some customers that have little kids, and if somebody's taking a nap and they don't want to unload everybody, yep. it's pretty convenient. So I really hope it starts to, to pick up more. And I think now that we have everything online, it'll be much more uh, doable okay. for people. Love it. All right. So if folks want to reach out, they want to come visit, how do they get in touch with you? Well, great. Yeah. Um, we have our little contest going on, which is on our very first page of our website, which is latida.net, L-A-T-E-A-D-A.net. Um, we also have a great, uh, really fun, interactive uh, Instagram page. San Antonio, and our Facebook page is the same, San Antonio. So lots of information on there. We do tea class. We do tea tastings. Uh, we do tea parties. I had a fabulous group of ladies in there yesterday doing a book club. They had a blast. They loved the teas. They had five tea tastings uh, while they did their book club meeting, and it was just a s- super, super big hit. So if you have any reason to gather uh, with your friends or family or coworkers, this is the place to come because you're going to have a unique experience. You're going to find out a lot about super beneficial health um, aspects to all these teas, and fun. inflammation, 
fun, Funties. delicious. Where's your store located? The store is located right between Blanco and Stone Oak Parkway. Um, if you know where the new P. Terry's is or Silos or Costa Pacifica, those are all really popular um, spots in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. And the address is 434 North Loop 1604 West, and we're in Suite 1101. That's on the inside of the loop. Right inside the loop. Super easy. I tell everybody it's like a small town shopping center. You're not going to be battling the parking lot. And my store right. is literally <clears throat> two feet from the turn-in. You whip mm -hmm. in. You're never going to have a hard time finding parking. It's super convenient, super easy in, easy out. All right, Howie, any closing thoughts? I love what you're doing. I would say you can continue to do all the varieties of things you do, but focus in on those things that resonate with the audience and promote those. Right. So what uh, if there's people who love recycling, they may not necessarily like the school teacher stuff. They may not necessarily like the, you know, different teams. But just you, you got to tailor the message to the audience. Right. Find what hooks them and then bring them in. But I love the fact that you're trying all these initiatives, bringing in craftspeople and that kind of thing. It, that, that's what we need more of because mm -hmm. that's a differentiator. If not, you just go to the big box store and you get the predictable drink like you do in any other place. Right. This is something different. And it makes the, the atmosphere of your place cool too right it's tea but it's also a little bit of shopping going on it's kind of fun that's so. another cool thing about um not being in the franchise anymore because I, i'm going to be able to bring in artwork i'll be able to hang up really cool pieces from lo local people and so that's something i wouldn't have been able to do if i had stayed with the franchise Love it. all right well that's going to do it for this show as we wrap up a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast and catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com Great job, everybody. Thanks for coming in again, Leah. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. And thank you for the wonderful advice, which is sorely needed. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great week. Yeah, thank you. Bye.